everybody, and welcome back to Out on the Tangent with the Merrimack Public Library. We are doing a repeat of our favorite episode, the What Would You Do episode, and we are introducing our newest youth services staff member, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hello. It is great to be here. So Michelle is our page aide. So Michelle, do you want to tell everybody what you do in the children's room? Well, I get to put the books away, which is my most favorite thing to do. Um, when books are returned, I put them away. I make sure the shelves look nice. I help people find things. And I count the Lego sets when they come back. She's incredible at what she does. <laughs> um, so we're going to do what we did in the last episode, but not with everybody, because Jenny is not here today. And Ben is no longer with us. He went to a different library, as you will recall from an episode... I don't know how many episodes that was, four episodes ago? Um, so, Michelle, let's pick something out of our jar of goodies there. All right, first I want to ask, where do these, how did you? I these, looked up, would you rather and what would you do questions on the internet? Okay. I didn't know if other staff members <laughs> came up with them or if it was. No, it was all from the internet. <laughs> right. Let's see. What do you wish grew on trees? Oh, I mean, the first thing is money, right? Because that's the most cliche thing. I guess so. But then what would happen to the economy? You know, I don't know. Like the inflation rate would be insane. So what? I mean, a lot of great things already grow on trees. This is a very hard question. Yeah, I mean, like if something could grow on a tree in your backyard that you had easy access to. I mean, my first instinct is like, Candy, like something like, yeah, like candy corn, <laughs> like on a, a tree. like a Willy Wonka thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Because that would be neat. But then, then it's like, how much do you want to think about it? Would it get sticky or gross? Like, what if it rains? Like, mm -hmm. how do you know? And you know, fruit already grows on trees. So well, like you know, you could have a fruit that doesn't grow on a tree grow on a tree. Like, what if there was like a potato tree? That would be really cool. <laughs> I would really like a potato tree. Or like a pumpkin tree or something. Like yeah. something weird that like doesn't grow on a tree. Yeah. It would be kind of funny to see a grape tree instead of like a grape vine. There's like a singular grape hanging off of a leaf on a tree. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, I'm thinking edible, you know, like candy. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, trying to think of, yeah, I think probably some kind of candy. Or, like, yeah, Willy Wonka. Like, what what grow on the trees in the, like, Willy Wonka factory? I forget. Yeah, I do forget. I, I remember the river being chocolate, I think. Or I know they had, like, a like a teacup. I think they had lollipop, a little tree lollipops or something, too. Maybe a teacup, because, yeah, someone bites it. Yeah. We're talking about the one from the 70s, guys, not the one with, um... Yeah. Johnny Depp. <laughs> I've seen that, but I don't really remember that, that one. That one gave me nightmares as a kid. <laughs> It, yeah, I mean, the original scared me a little bit as a kid, too. Well, there's yeah. that one sequence the, in the tunnel. The tunnel, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's still a good movie. Uh, but I would I would want iced coffee to grow on trees, because I have iced coffee with me every day. Yeah. Honestly, something like pens. Now I'm thinking, like, it would be yeah. really handy. Yeah. If you had a tree, just, oh, I need a pen. <laughs> Yank it off a yep. tree. Or, like, you know clothes in your size that <laughs> you don't have to buy clothes <laughs> or go shopping because i hate clothes shopping. that would be like a sock tree would be yeah amazing. yeah yeah it doesn't have to be realistic because we're living in yeah. this like no, fantasy now, like land. now i'm thinking yeah sock tree would be great <laughs> and especially different colors you know you could 
Yeah. It'll be cool through the year they saw color change. <laughs> like in the fall, they're like yellow and orange and brown. Yeah. <laughs> and then they fall off in the winter, and that's when you harvest them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have to make sure you get all your socks for the winter. <laughs> yeah, I think. Okay, let's pick another one. Okay. Now, do you, do you want me to keep picking? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I would be really curious what other people would say to that because I bet there's like definitely really good ask, things I am like. I'll definitely ask Kathy because I feel like she'll have an interesting answer to that one. Which amusement park do you wish existed? Oh my gosh, okay. Like a theme park? Yeah. Kind of a thing? Yeah. I, this is like sort of already happening, but Universal in Tokyo has a Nintendo area. I've seen, yeah. And they're building one, they're building it in the Hollywood Park, and I think they're building it in the Orlando Park eventually, but I'm really disappointed that they don't have anything from The Legend of Zelda, and that's what I would want amusement park that's for. That's amazing. Because that's yeah. my favorite game is series. Oh, yeah, really? Oh, yeah. my gosh, okay. So, like, Wind Waker is kind of my favorite. Yeah, I I, Twilight Princess is my favorite. But... Because that was the first one I played, so I kind of have a little. Good. <laughs> but yeah, I play a Zelda game at least once a year. I go back and like play one of them. Like, how fun would it be if there was like a Wind Waker like boat ride? It would be amazing. Yeah, I Zelda know. Game. Like, I don't know why they didn't think of that when they built the Nintendo Park at Universal. I was like, what the heck, man? So is it just mostly Mario? Stuff? It's all Mario, yeah. yeah. Which is like fine. I love Mario. Yeah. But I think it would be really cool to have Zelda stuff. Zelda stuff would be cool, and then costuming, like going in and like putting on. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Because it's much harder to dress up as, like, Mario and Luigi. And I mean, you and could. <laughs> yeah, we have, my brother is, like, a huge, huge Zelda fan. So, and my Nana is, too. My Nana taught me how to play video games. And she loves Zelda, so she taught, she showed me and my brother the games. And we have every single Zelda game. And we have every single Nintendo, like, console. Yeah. Because my dad, my brother, and my Nana are huge, like, video game fans so that's what my house looks yeah, like I am, I am very much have most consoles the only zelda games i don't have are like some of the ds ones yeah i think yeah i don't have the handheld ones but mm -hmm. otherwise did you play breath of the wild like you know like 400 hours yeah like, <laughs> yeah i played it twice you know, okay did you like it i did like it at first i was very skeptical okay when i first heard about it because to me that that's not a zelda game yeah but i did get sucked in um, I do like it, though. Yeah, my favorites probably would be, like, Link to the Past and, and uh, mm -hmm. Wind Waker. And Twilight Princess is really good, too. Yeah, I haven't I haven't played any of the ones for the Nintendo 64. But, like, my brother played Ocarina of Time first. And I know it's supposed to be Ocarina, but we say Ocarina in my house. I've heard, yeah. <laughs> and he's obsessed with Majora's Mask, so he's played that, like, I don't even know how many times. Like, that three, four is, times. That's one of the creepiest games ever made. Well, he played, my it brother is, played it when, when he was, like, five years old and oh I was eight. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's, yeah, the those are good ones, but they are, I needed a game guide as a kid to yeah. get through those. They yeah, were, my, we had, my Nana made us, like, game guides. She made, like, my Nana's also an artist. My Nana's really cool. Oh my gosh. That's, <laughs> that's what we're going to learn in this episode. So she made us, like, little booklets of, like, all the things in the game, and she, like, drew scenes from the game on the front of the cover. That's, do you have, do you still have Yeah, that? yeah, oh, yeah. You should, like, show pictures or something. <laughs> if I can, really cool. if I can find them, maybe I'll put them somewhere. And I'll put them in our Discord. Check us out on Discord. We have a teen Discord. Teens, join us on Discord. Um. Anyway, that see, look, we went on a tangent, Michelle. Well, we're talking you, about Zelda. You no, lived. Zelda <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> what amusement park would you want to see? 
my first thought, I think I've told you I'm a Twilight Zone nerd. Yeah. Like the original Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. And growing up, there was a Twilight Zone pinball machine. Okay. That was the most exciting thing. I don't know why. And to think <laughs> of a whole park that was full of like the little, some of the aliens or some of the little monsters on the Twilight Zone. That would be really cool. Also, if they could kind of make it look black and white. As weird as that sounds. If they no, that would, yeah, yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. But I don't really know how, how do you, do you, is it spooky? Do you scare people? Well, like, what do you do? But. Disney World has that one ride. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Tower of Terror is Twilight Zone. Yeah. And it's supposed to be scary, but it's Disney, so it's not really scary. <laughs> it's like, was the Hollywood Hotel like in an episode of the Twilight Zone? You know, I don't think it was. I now I could be wrong, but I don't remember. The only hotel I remember there was an episode where people go to Vegas and they stay in a hotel room, but I don't think it was like a. Huh, that's weird. I wonder why they put that in the park then. Probably just because they were like, "Oh, we're putting this in the Hollywood Studios park. Sure, we're gonna throw it in the Hollywood yeah, Hotel." I don't even remember like a elevator being in the Twilight Zone thing. It probably so, isn't. Um, <laughs> so I, I Unless know. they did, like, did they ever do a reboot of the Twilight Zone? They did. Um, in the 80s, they did a couple of years, and then in the late 90s, with Forrest Whitaker, they did a couple of years. I wonder if that's, because that's when the Hollywood Park was built, so I wonder if that's yeah. where that's coming from. But anyway, your idea sounds much cooler than the ride. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my, that's kind of my first thought, but yeah, I'm a big Twilight Zone. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, a park that was all monochrome, that'd be really awesome. Because I know you can, like, if they painted the cast members, it'd be a lot of work. But, like, the people that work there could be, like, paint, like body painted that'd to look nuts. black and white. Anyway, that would be cool. Will that ever happen? I don't know. It'd be really fun. <laughs> okay, let's do one more, and okay. then I'll bring Kathy in here. And I'll ask her these same questions. Okay, I'm leaving them out so she can see them. If you're at the salon and you get a really bad haircut, do you tell your stylist? This is hard. I haven't... I cut my own hair. Okay. So I haven't been to a salon since I was 18. Okay, wow. Um, I did... I do remember once I went in and the woman cut off much more of my hair than I expected. <laughs> and I didn't say anything. I just didn't go back to that place. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. I don't think I would... I, this happened to me literally a month ago, so like, for those of you who don't know me and haven't seen me in the children's room, I have colored hair, like rainbow colored hair, and the last time I went to get it dyed, I wanted it to be this like corally orange color, which it is now, um, but my hairdresser like dyed it yellow, and the yellow looks fine, but there's... There's blue on the top of my head, so when I showered, it turned everything green. And I did not want green, and I looked horrible for like a week and a half, and I had to tell my hairdresser, like, hey, this is terrible, can you please fix it? Which was the worst thing I've ever had to do. I hate doing that. I hate telling service people, like, hey, you messed up. But I did, and she fixed it, so I guess my answer to that is yes. If it's someone you see regularly and have a relationship with, you probably want to let them know because... Yeah. You know, like, if they do, if they use that on another person, or maybe she didn't know it was going to blend like that, probably, you know, turn no. it green. 
I'm not. She's a fabulous hairstylist. So yeah, I'm if, I, if I had someone regularly and something happened that I didn't expect, I probably would let them know because it would help them be, you know, help their other customers too, probably. Yeah. yeah. I've never had any like bad experiences with haircuts. Except for one time when I was five and my dad took me to the salon instead of my mom. And then I had, like, according to my mom, I had hair down to my waist, but I don't think I did. And then I got home and I had, like, because I have curly hair. And I got home and I had, like, an afro, <laughs> essentially. Like, I looked exactly like the secretary from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm-hmm. if you get that reference. Yeah. Uh, so I was like chilling as a five-year-old for a while, looking like a middle-aged woman from 1987, which is kind of my aesthetic now, so it's fine. <laughs> but that's like the only thing I can remember that I had like a bad haircut. Mm. And I cut my own bangs once when I was like two. I think we all <laughs> Well, Michelle, you did it. You're on the podcast. Thank you. It was exciting. You can come back as many times as you want. Okay, if anyone ever wants to hear about the Twilight Zone, I'm... Yeah, let us know, guys. uh, We're definitely going to do a Zelda episode now. Because no one... We have books here. We have Zelda books. We We do. We have those um, mangas that I had read because my brother has them. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you like Zelda. We're going to definitely do a Zelda episode in the near future. That'd be great. So look out for that, guys. And we're going to bring in Kathy. And I'm sure we're going to get into some wild shenanigans like we did on the last time. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Okay, we're here with Kathy now. Hello, Kathy. Hey, everybody. Okay, I'm very excited to see what your answers to these questions are. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I feel like there's a little bit of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I went first last time we did this. I know, this. <laughs> I know. Okay, so the first one, I think, is what should grow on trees? Yeah, what do you wish grew on trees? Um... Money. See, that's what I said. And then Michelle <laughs> said, we went back and forth, but then we well, agreed I have that. more answers. Okay. Because <laughs> money is the obvious answer. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. Who couldn't use, like, a little extra money? That's exactly what I but said. Also, um, in my perfect what grows on trees world, whatever grows on trees doesn't have calories. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, really, what I wish grew on trees is, like, French fries and ice cream cones <laughs> where I could just like pick a box of French fries off a tree. And well, you can just with, go, you can just go to McDonald's. With no health repercussions. <laughs> Did you like, you remember McDonald land from when you were a kid? Nope. Okay. I lived under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know, the hamburger and yeah. grimace and stuff. They yeah. I know from, the characters. They came from McDonald land. What a which terrifying like, place. Which is like this magic, I'll show you after, this like magical, air quotes, magical land where Ronald McDonald and all these people live. And there's like French fry trees and apple pie trees. Ooh. Because like the McDonald's apple yeah. pie trees. And there's like, the chicken nuggets are sentient creatures, which seems oh, a little that, strange. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because my thought is in the Wizard of Oz books. Yeah. And... Uh, You know, but our audience might not know, that The Wizard of Oz was my first fandom, and I read the whole series with my parents when I was, like, three and four years old. Mm -hmm. And in one of the later Wizard of Oz books, like the second or third book, 
and also in Return to Oz, the terrifying movie from the 1980s. Yep. Um, <laughs> there are lunch pail trees. Oh, okay. Which grow lunch boxes full of food. That's awesome. Yeah. And very um, weird, but awesome. It's very, very cool because you can like pick it and carry it with you. And it's like yeah. a picnic. Um, but they are guarded by the most terrifying creatures of all called the wheelers, which have four limbs with wheels instead of hands and feet, <laughs> which means that they realistically, like, what can they possibly do to you? Like, I mean, they they're going to you... run you over and like put a tire track on your face. Yeah, it's like they can give you like road burn. Yeah, like they're not rash. really very scary, except that they're terrifying. Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe we'll put it. I, I, told the teens that I'd put a picture of something in our Discord, so maybe I'll put a picture of that in the Discord, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we have a podcast channel in the Discord. So I'll put all of these weird references that we're talking about on there. Okay. Are we ready for the next I'm question? I'm ready for it. Which amusement park do you wish existed? Um, My favorite amusement park already exists. Okay not really it's spooky world (laughs) (laughs) that counts um i really wish there was like a zombie themed amusement park yeah and i know that they've done like zombie themed like spooky attractions Mm -hmm. at different conventions and different amusement parks like yeah but i wish there was like a year-round like Escape from Zombies amusement park. Yeah. Like. I feel like there's a big enough market for that. I don't know what the names of the rides would be, Eh. but like all sorts of like scavenging runs, escape from walk, like, yeah, I think that'd be really fun. And then you could have just like a bunch of cast members chasing you around. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely a market for that. There's enough people I think so. in this, at least in this country, that like love zombies enough for that to be a profitable thing. Yeah, so that I would visit that. I would be like a season pass holder. <laughs> if we can have Santa's Village, we can have Zombie Village. Yeah. If there can I be mean, Christmas all year round, there can be Halloween all year round. I like Santa's Village. <laughs> I like Storyland too. Yeah. Um. Okay. But I was just thinking of like super niche amusement. Yeah. Park. Well. Well, Storyland and Santa's Village are both pretty niche because you're not allowed to go in without kids. That's They're true. open only. No, in- that's that's not true because I went to Storyland for my 16th birthday with my parents. Yeah, but you're a child when you're 16. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like no, like, like little kids. what people like like adults, I think, are not allowed to go in without kids. Really? Yeah, because I, I wanted that. to go back when I was like in college, and my mom was like, "Well, you have to like find a." a little cousin to borrow or something. And I was like, well, I don't want to commit to being all day with any of my cousins. So. <laughs> um, yeah. But like both of those, they're only open until like 6 PM. I yeah. Mean, those are both. Yeah. Pretty niche. Um, but great. Okay. If you're at the salon and you get a really bad haircut, do you tell your stylist? Would would I notice it was a bad haircut before I left the salon? Really is the question. I think the answer is probably no. Um, because when my hair gets cut, my glasses are off. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so 
at the end of each haircut, she's like, okay, what do you think? And I put my glasses on, glance in the mirror for like a quarter of a second. I'm like, yeah, it's great. Whatever. <laughs> because it's only hair. Yeah, you don't and really care about like your hair enough yeah, to be like I mean, I, upset about it. <laughs> I accidentally shaved half my head in grad school. That got me over the aesthetics of hair real fast. It was <laughs> very awkward and terrible. Um, so like, it's not going to be worse than that. And also, I really have no compunction. Like, if it's bad, I'll just shave my head. I don't care. Yeah. Like, that. I don't think that would bother me. I'm not really attached to my hair. And I just told them the story about me having green hair a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it, it got worse with time. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. But it looks good now. Yeah, like, the first day or two, it was like, okay, it's like a little, it's a little quirky, but like, okay, and then... And then you shampooed it, and it was like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe go get that fixed. But yeah. it looks great now. Yeah, I think I wrote that question with Jenny in mind, because I wanted to see what she was going to say to that, but she's not here, as I said previously. Jenny <laughs> is not here right now. Okay, so now we're going to get into some fresh ones. Okay, let's see. Should I do the crumpled up ones or the folded ones? You, you can pick whatever. Okay. What would you say if the whole world was listening? Hmm. That is a really good question. Probably come to the Merrimack Public Library. (laughs) 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 Or donate to the Merrimack Public Library, probably. That's like, you know, it depends on where you are in life and what you want to say. Because it could go a lot of different directions. Yeah, it, it could. Um, I would say be nice to people. Yeah, that's what I was And <laughs> stop being afraid of being weird. Mm-hmm. Like, let yourself be weird. Embrace your weird. Felicia Day had an Embrace Your Weird campaign. Okay. <laughs> well, there we go. We answered yeah. that one. Be weird. Be kind. Or stay weird. That could be another one. If you're not weird, get weird. Get weird. (laughs) Like, if you think you're not weird, I promise you, you are. Embrace it. Like, figure out what makes you weird and make that your entire personality. Yeah, do it. My fandoms are my entire personality. Well, well, no. (laughs) Okay, anyway, let's go. (laughs) Uh, What cartoon do you wish you could live in for a week? Oh, boy. Well, I'm just going to say The Simpsons because I've been binge-watching The Simpsons. Okay. I mean, would it, like, would the town explode and then go back to normal like it does in literally every episode? Yeah, but it'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, in a universe like that, you you know Some you're going to be happen. okay. Yeah. Like, you're not going to die in the cartoon and die. Well, some world. people die in that cartoon. The background characters will sometimes die. So maybe I'd die, but then I'd come back to living on Earth. So it would be fine. I wouldn't want to live in Itchy and Scratchy, though, like the cartoon within The Simpsons, because Mm. that's just, like, incredibly violent. And I would definitely die several times. No bueno. (laughs) Um, This is a difficult question for me because I don't prefer animation. Okay. Um, so I have a lot more limited vocabulary of cartoons. 
and I apologize for that. <laughs> Animation is not my thing. Um, my first thought was the Scooby-Doo episode of Supernatural. Okay. Um, where the cast of Supernatural and the cast of Scooby-Doo <laughs> did a crossover as an episode of Supernatural. Um, what if you could live in the universe of a picture book for a week? Well, my second thought <laughs> was uh, Marvel's What If, which is animated. Okay, I didn't realize and, that was animated. Yeah, it is. And I'm really enjoying that right now. I okay. know I'm I'm a few months behind. We were moving, so I didn't have access to a TV for like two months. <laughs> um, so I'm behind. I'm still getting caught up. But I'm really enjoying What If. Each episode is like a totally different universe. Okay. So I don't know where I would land. Yeah. I would not want to be in the zombie one. Okay. Um, even though I love zombies. <laughs> like that's a pretty, that's a very dismal version of a zombie apocalypse world. Okay. Um, but I think it would be interesting to live in any of those worlds because like any world with actual magic and superheroes mm-hmm. Like, your insurance is going to go through the roof at any given moment because aliens are going to, like, drop a spaceship on your house. But at least you get a good story out of it. Exactly. If you survive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If I could live in a picture book for a week, I think I would want to go, like, Magic School Bus. Okay. That would be really cool. And it would be really cool. People don't die on the magic school bus. They Everyone don't. is okay at the end of each field <laughs> trip. So it would be safe. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think. Well, there's episodes of The Simpsons where Homer dies and then comes back to life. And I don't even want to count how many times he's died. I'm on season 20. I have watched 20 seasons of The Simpsons in the past, like, month and a half. Bananas. (laughs) Well, I do it, like, I watch it while I'm doing my homework and stuff. So it's just, Um, like, on in the background. Um, And I'm one of those people where I'm, like, I find things to watch. And then that's the only thing I want to watch. So, anyway. But, yeah, I don't think I would... Some crazy antics would go down, and I think if I was a background character, I'd probably be okay. <laughs> it depends on what the episode is, but yeah, I think I just want to see myself animated as like The Simpsons style. Okay. Because I was like in seventh grade, I was obsessed with The Simpsons, and I wrote the creator of The Simpsons with several screenplays of episodes I had written when I was like 11. <laughs> I love it. He never got back to me, but none Boo. of my episodes were stolen, so whatever. Um, okay, let's pick another one. Okay. If humans lost the ability to see all colors but one, which color would you choose to survive? Hmm. That's a tough one. My favorite color is pink, so that's my first, like, response. And then if I can see pink, I can see... Like, if you can see pink, can you see all shades of the color? Uh, Yeah, I think any shade of that color. Okay, so that's, like... You could get almost to red, so then you see two colors. Yeah, and almost to purple. Yeah. Yeah. 
Would you want to see your favorite color all the time? Well, I'm thinking it. <laughs> I'm thinking, yes, I probably would want to be able to see green. Um, not only because it's my favorite color, um, but also, like, it's a good sign of whether things are alive or not. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. And, like, if I'm, if I'm trying to figure out, like, hey, is this vegetable dead and going to poison me or is it fine? It's easier to be like, is it green or not? Then yeah. like, let me cut it up and feel the texture and yeah. sniff it. And yeah. yeah, I wasn't thinking of the practicality of it. I was just like, yeah, I what's think, pretty? <laughs> like green could be, or brown again, yeah. because like if it's brown, you don't want to eat it. <laughs> That's not always true, but well, like. If a piece of broccoli turns brown, yeah, you don't want like, to eat it. <laughs> like, Brown or red is often a warning color in nature. Yeah. So, like, do I want to be like, hey, I just have to steer clear of red things. I would hate to give up cherries and strawberries. But they're not always red. They're sometimes pink or purple. Yeah. So. Well, although if you could see red, then imagine how cool fall would be. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. And, like, holiday time when there's so much red everywhere. <laughs> And Valentine's Day when there's so much red Ugh. everywhere. <laughs> is there red in Mardi Gras? No, Mardi Gras is like green, purple, and gold, I think. Mostly, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's like a, cause I was going to say black, but then black's not, black's technically not a color because it's all the colors combined. Again, yeah. this is like a Jenny thing because well, Jenny knows the art theory behind this. And... If you are seeing things in a grayscale, you're getting pretty close to black anyways. Yeah. So seeing black feels like a waste. So, bla yeah, black and white don't count because, yeah, I guess I'm going to stick with pink because the, like, range. And also with green, you get almost yellow and almost almost brown when you get green. Yeah, like and you get almost blue. I mean, like, yeah. teals. It I would, think you pick the better one. Because <laughs> eh. if, like, if you're looking at a piece of broccoli and it goes rancid, you're going to see, like, the darker green on it. Yeah, I don't know. I. Yeah, my brain likes to focus on survival scenarios. So. Yeah, well. But also, green is my conditioned favorite color. I worked really hard to convince myself that my favorite color was green. I worked, And I'd hate for that... Hard work to go to waste. Well, I worked really hard to convince myself that pink was not my favorite color because I didn't want to be, like, the stereotypical, like, cisgender woman who loves pink. But then I, mm. like, then I went to college and I'm like, this is stupid. I love pink. Because <laughs> I was trying so hard to be, like, different when I was a kid. And I'm like, I don't like pink. Bleh. Yeah, I... I go through phases where I like pink more and less. It's it's there for me. It's like, eh, whatever. Uh, but I went through that with purple. Feeling mm -hmm. like purple was too stereotypical a color. Yeah. And really trying, really trying not to like purple. That's the color I went work. with. That's it the color work. I went with. I was like, okay, I'll like purple instead. So everything in my room is purple. But pink is my favorite color. Okay, let's see what the next question is. If you could control your dreams, 
Oh boy. <laughs> there, there's no back half of oh, that. Oh, what question. would you do if you could control your dreams? Was that what that? That's what that is supposed to be. I mean, my first thought is I would fly everywhere. <laughs> like that's I feel like the stereotypical thing. I would mentally date a lot of celebrities. Okay. There's like that. go on a lot of picnics with people and Yeah. Yeah. Like have adventures, but like with Ryan Reynolds and Tom Hiddleston <laughs> and but would you not, Kristen Stewart and Would you not <laughs> date Deadpool instead of Ryan Ryan Reynolds? I would both. Okay. <laughs> Either or both, whatever. <laughs> uh, I love Ryan Reynolds. I love Deadpool. I think they would take me on very different dates. Yeah. You'd probably <laughs> end up just eating a lot of waffles with Deadpool. Is that what he likes? Waffles? Chimichangas. Okay. Tacos. I thought, I thought he liked waffles and I thought he liked yeah. B. Arthur. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Loves like, B. Arthur. <laughs> Same. Likes Deadpool. waffles, but like his sort of stereotype, like, on t-shirts, he's, like, eating chimichangas and and Okay, because I, like, in my Tumblr land, I only saw, like, the B. Arthur parts of Deadpool, <laughs> so I would just see him, like, eating waffles and watching Maud and, like, sobbing. So, <laughs> in the Deadpool movie, he has, like, a B. Arthur, I think it's a change purse. Oh my god, I love it. With her face on it. <laughs> and they were not allowed to do that. They didn't have rights to use her image. Yeah. And it was like, I don't remember. I can look it up. Uh, but it was a lot of money to get the rights to use B. Arthur. What made Stan Lee think B. Arthur was going to be his, like, thing? Was Stan Lee, like, friends with B. Arthur or something? I have no idea. So it was... It was the right to wear a shirt okay. in Deadpool with okay. with um, the Golden Girls on it. Okay, and and um, they wanted ten grand to allow this shirt to be used in the movie, mm -hmm. and Ryan Reynolds felt that B. Arthur is so much a part of Deadpool's identity that he paid it himself, <laughs> 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 so that he could have like the movie be what he wanted. That doesn't seem like a lot of money for the rights of something. Like, I always thought it was a lot more money than that. Yeah, I thought it was, like, but it's also, like, for, like, like a minute. Uh, yeah, like 30 seconds. Like, he's literally wearing a tank top with her face on it under a jacket. Okay. For, like, two scenes. Okay. So it's it's less than five minutes of the movie that he's wearing this tank top. I have that tank top. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> um, B. Arthur is one of my favorite people, too. So me and Deadpool get along because I also love chimichangas and tacos. <laughs> um, I think, like, I think if I could control my dreams, I would stop myself from having nightmares because mm. I have chronic nightmares. And I had one last night, which was like, one of the weirder ones I've had where I was walking on the beach and then I found a bunch of stray cats on the beach and this woman was like, here, you can take whichever one. And I had a, like a wicker basket that I put on the ground and this really cute like gray little kitten jumped in it. And I'm like, okay, I picked that one. And then I was living with it. And I, I, I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. And I, I had a name for it, but I can't remember what I named it. <laughs> 
And it had like I went to like look inside the fur to see if it had like ticks or anything. Okay. And well, because that's what I do with my dogs. I don't know how to have a cat, so I don't <laughs> know if that's what you do with cats. But it had like bullets in its fur and oh, like no. and like a knife stuck in it and a oh, bunch of other no. things. I don't know how the cat was alive. Four that didn't really make kitchen. any sense. And then I woke up and I was like, that was one of the weirder dreams I've had. And if, like, you know, it didn't, like, I didn't wake up scared or anything. It was just, like, that was a reality I was living in where, like, animals could have things stuck in their backs and still be Yeah, alive. like a pin cushion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very weird. So if I had, like, I would have loved to have changed that to where I just had, like, a very cute cat that I frolicked in the meadow with all night. <laughs> when I woke up. That and, like, I would want to be a superhero. Yeah, I do have a lot of dreams where I'm a superhero. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I I told you, fandoms are like my entire personality. And so a lot of my dreams, and I have very good recall of my dreams too, which makes mm -hmm. it more fun. But a lot of my dreams, I am in my fandoms. I'm like in The Walking Dead mm -hmm. or I'm, you know, dating John Bernthal. <laughs> uh, or I'm... Like, I had a dream where I had to rescue Sherlock and Watson, the BBC versions. Okay. They were, like, being held hostage in the basement of my parents' church. <laughs> and so I'm, like, running down a hallway that has, like, a bank of windows getting yeah. shot at trying to rescue them. I mean, that's a cool dream. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, I wish my I already like cool. my dreams. They're real weird. <laughs> Yeah, and I had one when I was a kid that I still remember. I was, like, five years old. And the music teacher at my elementary school dressed up like Cruella DeVille for Halloween. Ooh. And was in character all day. And me, at five years old, was terrified. So I, went, I remember having a dream where, like, I was standing in line with a bunch of Disney characters. I was right in between Woody from Toy Story and Flick from A Bug's Life. And I watched as... My music teacher, dressed as Corilla DeVille, was operating a guillotine and chopping their heads off. Oh my off. goodness, that's so <laughs> gruesome. I know. That's like the only dream. That dream I remember, and another one I had in fifth grade, where my fifth grade teacher fell into the Grand Canyon, and then she taught us from her hospital bed, and we would just go to the hospital every day for class. Okay. I have really weird dreams. I'm, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> And another one, see, I have so many weird dreams, where, like, I was driving through a neighborhood with my parents, and the people in the neighborhood were half human, half goat. Ooh. So they had, like, goat heads, and their houses were made of candy. <laughs> That's so fun. It did scare me, but I remember it vividly. <laughs> like, the, I have the weirdest dream. You want a house made of candy? Everyone wants a house made of candy. But Michelle made a very good point. She was like, well, what happens when it gets rained on and weathered on? Is it going to get sticky and gross? Hmm. Is the candy still in the wrapper? That's a good point. That's a great point. I didn't even think of that. Would that protect it from all weather, though? Um, it would protect it from some weather. What about in the summer? Well, again, it depends what... You wouldn't what want the chocolate. Candy is. No, you wouldn't want chocolate. That would not be weather resistant. But like the Werther's original, those yeah. are pretty resilient. Yeah. Um, like Laffy Taffy. 
Oh, that gets so gross in well, the summer, be, though. It, oh, well. That'd be like good roofing tar, though. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Or like Jolly Ranchers. I don't know how fast they melt. Um, I don't think they melt super fast, but they would at least, like, they would still stick to the stuff around them. Like, yeah. the whole house wouldn't collapse when they started to melt, I don't think. Okay. I think that'd be okay. Okay, why don't we do one more, and then we actually got a suggestion for something that we're going to yes. talk about at the very end. Okay, last one is... Oh. If your pet could say one sentence, then never speak again, what do you think they'd say? I'm so glad you picked this one. <laughs> oh. Kathy has four pets. I have four cats. I have two dogs. <laughs> Um, my older dog, I have a 16 year old, like, they're both rescues, so I'm just going to say what they look like. I have a 16 year old golden retriever-ish dog, and I have a 7 year old German shepherd-ish dog. And I think the senior dog would say, can you please give me food? I'm very hungry. And then she wouldn't speak ever again, because that's the only thing she's living for right now. She just walks around and stares into the kitchen all day long. And if someone goes into the kitchen, because the kitchen in my house is like the hub of the house. So you have to walk through it to get to every room. So she just sits in the kitchen. And then we come in the kitchen and she's like, <sighs> just <stare. laughs> and just will like stare or like she'll go <laughs> while we're eating our food. <laughs> That's what I live every day. So I think she would just say something about, can you please feed me? And my other dog would probably be like, can we go in the car? I love the car. And I love you. And you're really fun. And I really like my toys. And I love you. Bye. That's probably what my other dog would say. Because <laughs> she's kind of like really energetic and crazy. And she still acts like a puppy, even though she's almost eight years old. So they're just, my dogs are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? What do you okay. think your newest two kitties so, would say to you? Oh, I only get to do the kitties. No, you can do all of it, okay. but I'm curious we'll, we'll about. We'll do reverse age order. Um, so my newest kittens are Luna and Draco. They are Red Point Siamese, which means that they're blonde with like light brown coloring. Luna has a mask. They both have blue eyes, also. Uh, Luna has like a mask on her face, so we call her Luna Coon because okay. <laughs> uh, she has like a raccoon mask. That's so cute. <laughs> um, their coloring is just now coming in too, which is really fun to watch because they're still they're like three and a half months. Um, Luna would say, "I'm not grumpy." Okay, because she has the grumpiest face. She just has like a very grumpy face. Yeah. Um, and so I accuse her all the time of being grumpy. And I yeah. think she would try to defend herself. She's like, I'm not, I'm not grumpy. My older dog has like the coloring on her snout makes her look like really sad all the oh. time. Like she looks like she has a frown on her face all the time. So like, she just looks like she's depressed all the oh. time, but she's not. Unless there's no food, which is like 90% yeah. of the day. So maybe she is, I don't know. And what do you, what do you and think Draco would say? And I think Draco would just say, what was that? Because <laughs> he's very skittish. <laughs> he's afraid of 
pretty much everything. Okay. Um, and I am curious whether he'll grow out of it as he becomes more comfortable or not. I would have thought that adopting siblings, because they're they are true siblings, like they they would be braver because they like they have a buddy who yeah. they've had their entire life. Yeah. You know? They are womb mates. They, but they're very little. But they are they are quite small. How old are they? Uh, like three and a half months. Okay. Draco is five pounds and Luna is four. Okay. So, so they're like the same size as Willow. Willow <laughs> is seven pounds. Okay. So she's, our, she's our next oldest. She is about a year and a half. Yeah, just about a year and a half. And... She she's the love bug. So she would be like, you make me so happy. I love you so much. Because <laughs> she's the affectionate one. She, yeah. was, she was our quarantine cat. And so we got her when she was eight weeks. And she had both of us with her all the time. And so she is very, very affectionate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she would just be like, I love you, mommy. <laughs> I love you. You make me so happy. I'm so comfortable. I love being on your lap. Um, and then Ballerina, who's our oldest, she is... How old is she? She must have just turned three. You don't celebrate your cat's birthday? We celebrated her birthday, but I don't know how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think she just turned, she turned three in September. Um, I fully throw a birthday party for both of my dogs. <laughs> I made one of them a cupcake, like Aww. a bunch of dog cupcakes during quarantine. And then I did a photo shoot with her and the cupcake and a candle in the cupcake. So not cute. lit, not lit. That's because so I was afraid she was going to like lick the flame. Yeah. <laughs> um, ballerina is a three-legged cat. She's a tuxedo cat. And she's missing her bucky arm, her left front. Um, and I think sh- she would say, mother, why did you adopt all these other babies? I don't get enough attention. <laughs> because she lives just to terrorize the other three. She yeah. wanted to be an only child. I'm sorry, ballerina. You don't. The wrong people adopted you to be an only child. Um, <laughs> she is getting more patient. She's getting better. And she will, like, cuddle up with them. But then as soon as I walk in to be a witness, she'll, like, jump away and arch her back and start hissing. <laughs> like she was doing it under duress or something. It's like, you were spooned around the baby. Oh, like, my gosh. That's so funny. Don't pretend you're angry about it. <laughs> That's so funny. But I feel like she just would live to complain. Yeah. Yeah, that would be like... Because my, my dog's names are Guinness and Zoe. They're both girls. Um, Guinness is the older one. Zoe's the younger one. Guinness is, like, attached to my mom. Like, she follows my mom around like she's her shadow. And she used to literally, like... My mom would go to the bathroom. Guinness is in the bathroom. My mom would go in the shower. Guinness would sit outside the shower and wait for my mom to get down <laughs> in the shower. But now, like, she can't get up the stairs anymore. Oh. So she's just, like, downstairs all the time. And I think she'd just be like, hey, mom, can you carry me up the stairs? <laughs> 
And yeah, Zoe's just like, she's crazy. Like she gets the zoomies inside a lot. <laughs> so she'll just like run around the house as yeah. fast as humanly possible. It sounds like you know exactly what living with cats is like. Well, I don't know. Follows I- you to the bathroom. Watches you while you're showering. Zoomies twenty four seven. Cat zoomies wants food. Are cat zoomies safer than dog zoomies? Well, they're or can smaller. They, can they? They can get up on the countertop and stuff. Mine yeah. can't do that. Yeah, Willow. A is my little shadow, and Luna is Willow's shadow. So it's like a mommy duck with like all the ducklings <laughs> when I'm home, which is really funny and cute. Um, but Willow is a climber she's not a jumper but she will like we have like a five and a half foot cat tree and she'll sit at the bottom and then just spring upwards (laughs) sink her claws into the top and then like chin up her way into the cat (laughs) i don't know why she like there's multiple levels so you can go up it like steps yeah no yeah every single time she does like a from still vertical jump and then scrambles over the edge like she's just about <laughs> fell off a cliff and was worried she was going to plummet to her death. Oh my god. She's so dramatic. I love her. <laughs> yeah, that's like Guinness is so dramatic with food. Like I have so many videos of like I'm just sitting at the kitchen table like not eating, just sitting at the kitchen table <laughs> and she like she'll come up and put her head on my thigh and then she'll just go <laughs> for like 20 minutes and I'm like and she's also gone deaf now so she can't hear us and I'm like I talk to her anyway because whatever yeah. I'm like, and I don't have any food I don't have any food <laughs> and Zoe like doesn't really care about food which is interesting because most dogs are like very food driven but all Zoe wants is her toys all the time so I trained her with her toys instead of treats, which people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, she doesn't care about treats. But if you take like, she takes toys and destroys them. She'll take, she'll take a, she only likes stuffed animal toys. So she takes stuffed animals, rips them to shreds until they're just like a carcass and all of the like fluff is out. Uh-huh. And then I'll take them and I'll throw them away because they're gross and yeah. I don't want to touch them anymore because they get all slobbery and then hard. If you have a dog, you know what I'm talking about. And I throw it in the trash and then she's like, why didn't you throw that in the trash? Like, <laughs> like I got her a Lamb Chop toy, which like Lamb Chop was, was this like kid show from the 80s and 90s. And it's just like, a, if you can imagine what a sock puppet as a lamb looks like, I think that's the best way to yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. She beat it to death. I haven't thrown it out yet, but I've tried to throw it out, and she's like, no. (laughs) Okay, I'll just let you play with this, like, carcass of lamb child. Yeah, I mean, they're both, dogs are dramatic. Animals are dramatic. Yeah. Especially if they're well-loved, because then they're just, like, spoiled. (laughs) They just are, like. Yes, they're very (laughs) dramatic, and they're, they're, like, always good for a laugh. So. My animals are really good for my mental health. And how's that for a transition? What a great transition. I was just going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we 
reached out on our social media and we asked you if you had any ideas for things you wanted to see on the podcast. And we got a suggestion from someone on Instagram saying that they would like to see us talk about mental health. Yeah, and we we didn't think it was necessarily appropriate to dedicate a full episode because we are not mental health professionals and everyone's mental health is so unique. So mm-hmm. we could talk about our experiences, but we couldn't really extrapolate it into anything broader or more meaningful. Yeah, and we rather give like helpful resources yeah. and things we have in our collection than... Yeah give you bad advice because we don't want to give you bad advice definitely not (laughs) um so we're going to transition to talking a little bit about mental health resources and books in our collection if you think that uh you're not in the right headspace you're not having the right sort of day um, for a discussion of mental health issues um, and some of those associated content warnings. Uh, we thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time, but it's probably time for you to click away. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're still with us, I have a few different books to talk about and also some resources that I wanted to recommend. And I have one too. Ooh. I have one. It's a silly one. Okay. So, and it's made me laugh so hard because it's very relatable for me. It's on Comics Plus. It's, and that is our new uh, comics. Like, what is it? Like, a, I don't want to say database. It's not a database. Um, it's an ebook, e-book resource. There yeah. you go. I couldn't think of the name. Um, it's called Bird Brain. And it is a series of comics about a pigeon who has anxiety. And it's very, very silly and relatable. And if you are someone that struggles with any type of anxiety, whether it be chronic or just you get butterflies when you have to present to the class or anything like that, it is so silly and so relatable. And it has made me cry, laugh, and pee myself (laughs) laughing because it's so funny. So that is on Comics Plus, and it's called Bird Brain, if you're interested in that. Because I thought we should give something that's like... Yeah. Sort of uplifting, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, and I... Yeah, I don't know that my books are what you would call uplifting. That's why I was like, let's put this in. The first one is Don't Call Me Crazy. 33 Voices Start the Conversation About Mental Health. So this is an anthology. We have talked in previous episodes why we love anthologies. Yep. Mm-hmm so much um and this is 33 different authors athletes and artists talking about their mental health and really it's meant to be a conversation starter because if we can't talk about mental health we will never understand it Mm -hmm. so that is in our teen nonfiction collection um we also have in our teen nonfic Um, Life Inside My Mind, 31 authors share their personal struggles. So that's going to be maybe less generally starting the conversation and more anecdotal. But I think it can be really empowering to realize that like these published authors who seem to have all of their stuff together and really know what they're doing in life, Mm -hmm. like to know that like, hey, yeah, there are there are days when they also 
can't get out of bed. Yeah. Or can't leave the house. Yeah. Like, I think that can be really empowering because it's so relatable. Yeah, I think if I were to give anybody advice, I would just simply say, you are not alone. Yeah. You know, because... There's so many, there's so many resources out there. And especially we have a lot here in the collection. It made me think of another thing that's not related directly to mental health. But if you are interested, Julie Andrews has a memoir called Homework, which is the sequel to her first memoir called Home. And that book is really centered on her experience with talk therapy and a lot of mental health issues. So if you are interested and you are a fan of Julie Andrews like I am, I think it is a fantastic read. And we have it in our collection, and I think it's on Overdrive. And you can find it. You can find it in the consortium. So Fabulous. we're interested in that. As you're talking about it, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And then I have two fiction titles as well. So the first is Darius the Great is Not Okay by Adib Karam. It is the first in a series. I think there's two books out right now. And Darius is a huge nerd. Mm -hmm. So automatically he's relatable for me. Mm -hmm. um, he feels way more at home um, in the worlds of Star Trek and Lord of the Rings than engaging with his mother's Persian culture. Okay, But he is faced with his first ever trip to Iran and also dealing with clinical depression. Mm -hmm. And so over the course of this trip, he learns about himself, learns how to be himself, how to accept himself, um, explores like male friendships that might be more, but like might not be. So it's sort of like a coming of age, self-discovery, mental health, mm -hmm. just like a, a great conversation about a lot of things that we all deal with but don't talk about. Is this in our general fiction yes. section? Okay. Yep. So that is in general. And then I have also a fantasy one, which is Coral, the Little Mermaid Reimagined by Sarah Ella. It is told in multiple perspectives. There's three different characters that share the narration, and it incorporates mental health topics, including but not limited to, and here's where we get into some of the content warnings, mm -hmm. um, self-harm, anxiety, eating disorders, and different types of abuse. Yep. Um, so it's described as, like, dark and heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but it's... It sometimes feels safer to explore these things in a fantasy world where mm -hmm. it feels far more like they live underwater. It's mm -hmm. far removed from our right. reality. Yeah. So it feels a little bit less like it can touch me, the reader. Um, Sarah Ella wrote that this book is um, for the girl who is not okay, for the boy who wonders if it will ever get better, this story is for you. So... Those are my four book recommendations. I thought of another one. Actually, okay, two yeah. other ones, and they're cool. down here. Um, they're both graphic novels. Down here meaning the children's, children's room. room. Yeah, we record this <laughs> in the children's room, in our workroom. Very professional studio. 
Um, so I love graphic novels. I run graphic novel club. Graphic novels are really easy reads. And because I'm in college and I'm doing work all the time, it's just an easy thing for me to do. One of my favorites since I was young, and by young I mean like seventh grade, is the Smile, Guts, and Sisters books by Raina. Is it Telgemeier? I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Um, but those are extremely popular. A lot of the kids check them out. But they are, they're not directly touching upon anxiety, but it's clear that the character is going on this journey of discovering she has anxiety through all of these books. And for me as a seventh grader, that was really helpful um, just to see like the real experience of someone in like a real school environment. And I didn't get to read, I didn't read Guts and Sisters until now I'm 21, 22. Um, and those are great. They're just great. They're fun. You know, they're fun and they're also serious, but they're not like, because they're made for kids, they're not super deep. And there's also a series that I really loved by Shannon Hale called... Um, Real Friends, mm -hmm. and the one after that, Friends Forever, I think. Yeah, the or series best is friends. Real Friends, Best Friends, Friends Forever, I There's think. a new one, too, that I can't think of. But those are really great, and they talk about... It's mostly centered around bullying, which I think is another important thing to talk about with mental health, because it's sort of another category, but it affects people's mental health if yeah, you deal with bullying. Sure. So that's really helpful. If you are in high school or middle school, that's a great resource, too. If you, It's not a resource because there's no, like, um, actual resources in it. But if you want a book that's relatable to that, I think that is a great, easy read and a relatable thing if that's something you experience. So there's that. Yeah, and so if you are experiencing any sort of mental health, we, we can only encourage you to get help. I know it's not always the most accessible, but it is worth it. Um, and if you need things emergently for yourself or for others around you, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, um, National, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. You can call them at 800-273-8255. You can chat with them online. I think you can also text them. You can. I was just going to say they also do text if that's what you're more comfortable with or mm -hmm. someone you know is more comfortable yeah. with. Yeah. So that number again is 800-273-8255. And then I also wanted to recommend the National Alliance on Mental Illness. They came and did a mental health training with our staff a few years ago. You can find them at NAMI, N-A-M-I, Dot org, so that obviously stands for the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And they have a ton of resources, which we are going to link in the show notes. Yep. So they have resources for like anxiety specific, depression specific, ADD and ADHD. You know, if you're trying to find a therapist, if you're trying to find, you know, a recovery program. Like, they have lots and lots of resources. And I will also link some New Hampshire-specific ones that I can Perfect. think of. Yeah. Um, the Counseling Center of New England is a really good resource, and there's a couple other ones that I can't think of off the top of my head, but there's definitely New Hampshire-specific, yeah. which in some cases might be, like, more accessible for some people. And there's also the Trevor Project, which is similar to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, but it is... 
generally for people in the LGBTQ plus community. So if that's something you feel more comfortable using, you can look up the Trevor Project. I will link them in our show notes and put their phone number in the show notes too. So we just thought that, you know, this was an important topic to talk about, but we didn't want to... We didn't feel like we could make a whole episode about it. Yeah, our episodes are pretty jokey and flippant. Yeah. And this is not a conversation that no. can can lend itself to being jokey and flippant. So we wanted to give it the attention it deserves. But also, how long can we really be serious? Yeah. We're tapping out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we don't know what we're going to do next episode. Yep. That's pretty It'll much, be something. It'll be something. <laughs> we are welcoming a new staff member to our team so maybe we will have them on the podcast yes we could have in. her pick the subject yeah and come on the podcast i mentioned it to her but she seemed a little scared so maybe not just yet so maybe not next time <laughs> but like in a month or two and today mm. you met michelle and i'm sure michelle's gonna be back on because michelle and i have a mutual love for the legend of zelda gaming series beautiful so i think we're definitely gonna do that as an episode in the future and we're going to probably have Jenny on again. Yep. Yeah, Jenny will be back on, so. We'll see. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode and found the resources we talked about helpful. Once again, they will be linked in our show description, which will go across all the platforms that you can find us on. And we will see you guys next time. Yep. Bye, everybody. Bye.